Well, hello, it's the End of the World Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Romeus T. Thanks again for joining us for another episode. Um, Before we start uh, with today's rant, we have just a little of uh, house cleaning to take care of. Um, If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, the link is over at twitter.com slash R-O-M-I-U-S-T. And if uh, you can't get enough content from me, there's the blog. A lot of the uh, content on this podcast is going to be pulled from there, but I've been doing that pot or the uh, blog over there since like 1996 or so. So um, lots of stuff over there. You can reach that over at selfhelpcenter.blogspot.com. Uh, I believe the link is over there at the Anchor FM slash R-O-M-I-U-S-T site as well. Uh, Let's go into the first rant here. You know, it it occurred to me that for a long time I've been doing, like I said, writing the blog since 96 or so, and I always try to come up with my own content. And um, what I've noticed is that the way to be successful on YouTube or podcasts is to take other people's content that's really popular and then make you know, a bunch of comments on it, take a, you know, do a lot of hot takes. And, um, that way you don't have to come up with your own content. You know, you just look around for something interesting, something that's already popular, and then you give your hot take on it and boom, you know, you're out there making millions of bucks. So I've been going about this the whole way wrong. So maybe in the future I'll start doing that. Just commenting on other people's hot takes and uh, not try to write up my own stuff. But uh, for now, we got a lot of content coming. Um, For instance, uh, we still have part two through four on why I stopped being a leftist and started being, believing in uh, conspiracy theories and took the red pill. We've got uh, multiple parts that are left on that. I'm still in the middle of writing that uh, about half, maybe a third of the way, I don't know. It depends on how detailed I go in part two. Um, But I do have a couple of things we're going to get to today. Um, First one is from the blog from May 21st in 2020, and it's, Boredom is a lack of connection, my anger is other-directed, and I also flip the inverted pyramid upside down, so it's so it is like it's supposed to be. Uh, if you're not familiar with the inverted pyramid, let me explain that to you. That's about the, uh, it's a journalism thing. You you put all the major information that you need at the top of the page, at the top of the paragraphs, the beginning of the article, and you work your way down in importance. Um, that's because most people don't want to read more than a page or two. They don't even want to read a paragraph. Most people actually, in fact, only read the headline. Um, the vast majority of people who read newspapers or articles only read the headline. Which is why I started this podcast, because I knew nobody was reading blogs anymore. Um, so, you know, I'm saving you from having to read, and I know you're appreciative of that. All right. So here we go. The best thing that's come from living in the quarantine state is that many of you are finally experiencing the same lifestyle and circumstances that have left me tired of life. What am I talking about? A lack of meaning, 
no connection to something greater than myself, a boring, a boring and uninspired life, a repetition of fruitless tasks. Welcome to the milieu, milieu of, of the unskilled, a place where we cannot brag about our jobs, a, a time when we are ashamed about our ability to provide for our families. The virus and all of these events have left us worried for our physical safety in ways no American has for decades. I know this because so many of you tell me how hard things are for you. I know that many of you have lost your jobs, and for most Americans, having a job is really important. It defines who you are. In the first question, it's the first question that we ever ask each other. Though really, that question is just an attempt at understanding our place in the social hierarchy. But Americans don't like to think about class. We fool ourselves. We call everybody middle class. I think Bill Gates still thinks he's in the middle class. You probably had a job until about three months ago, but or a year ago. But now you're living off unemployment, or maybe you're working from home and have had to take a pay cut. Maybe your job isn't as glamorous as the food clerk at your local grocery store, because you aren't essential. People don't thank you for your service anymore. They only thank me. And maybe you're having a bad time about that. Don't fret. At least you have a choice. Most of us going to battle against the virus have no choice. We go to work because we can't stay home. I didn't have much of a choice. How long do you think I could stay home making near minimum wage? A choice of ability to stay home could save my life. I've had cancer. My cancer was in the blood, and they say it damaged my heart and in my lungs. It left it difficult for me to climb stairs. I need to see a cardiologist, but who can afford to do that? So if you get this, so if I get this, I'm probably a goner. I'd definitely trade places with anyone if I could. Also, I'm kind of tired of being thanked by my customers without masks anyways. Not that I get gratitude that much anymore. You'll all, you are all already forgetting who is doing what. You're so damn bored that you're losing your minds. You equate social distancing because in this pandemic, with an intrusion on your rights. Well, the last time I checked, the right to live is first. So take precautions when you're out there. You might end up even saving somebody's life. Here's the self-help guide to surviving the pandemic. As a guy who's lived his whole life in a perpetual state of boredom, let me provide you some help. I know how it feels to have a job that no one respects, or how it feels to not have a job at all. Honestly, this is just pride on your part, and you can let go of that real quick. If you take a shit in your pants on the front line charging a machine gun, no one really focuses on the shit. No one gets really embarrassed easily. They're just trying not to die. So instead of focusing on what you don't have, a girlfriend, friends who respect you, a car, the ability to make your monthly mortgage payment, focus on the things that you do have, like that box of expired Jello pudding snacks in the back of your pantry. Those things don't really expire, so if you have some milk, you got pudding. Don't worry about your social status either. It's totally coming back. In fact, I would hearken to say that class will be a bigger and badder thing in the near future. The USA is finally going back to its European roots and getting a bit classy, meaning educated and rich people are going to be looked up at even more, and the poor and the dumb, well, they'll be stuck in dangerous and old-fashioned jobs where we can get coughed on by possible carriers.
Americans, in general, can't wait to go back to mistreating clerks and the little man. Most grocery store chains have already stopped the hero pay. Only consumer outrage had them backtrapping and offering a few bonuses now and then. So I guess the second thing you could do is write an email to the store you purchase your groceries from and request that all those heroes get paid. It'll benefit you in the long run. If you're rich, you'll keep the tide of the lumpen proletariat from tearing down your city. And if you're an unemployed bum benefiting from the extra $600 of emergency money, you don't have to feel as guilty. Though you should, because it's possible that your bartending job is going away forever and you're going to have to start work right alongside me. As an aside, what the F are strippers going to do? I mean, how many of you can move your craft over to camming? Do you just go to prostitution? Wouldn't that be even more dangerous? And also, how much do you charge? How do I deal with boredom, though? Well, when you're broke and as socially inept as I am, you have to watch a lot of TV or read a lot of books. But I've noticed that boredom is less about the lack of things to do and more with the lack of connection to something bigger and to other people. If you are lucky enough to have a spouse or a partner, I'd say stick to them like glue. They should be your guide in how to get through this. Take care of your vit kids. Don't go visiting your granny, though. You'll probably kill her if you do, so just wish her good luck. You might take up playing video games. I don't play them. As a single 50-year-old man who played Dungeons and & Dragons and regularly visits forums on how to pick up chicks, I figured, why not just go full nerd and vegetate on some video games? I do like war tanks, after all. I spent two weeks' worth of vacation trying to decide if I want to spend $150 on a starter gaming PC. I could use it for esports games and better word processing for this blog and podcast. I've checked out Facebook, Marketplace, eBay, Craigslist, you name it. I am watching all kinds of videos on YouTube telling me how to put my own system together, and now I know the differences between SSDs, SSHDs, and HDDs. Oh, and another thing, you could you could go start a blog, a podcast. You could do one about how your hot wife likes to sleep around and how your spouse's cheating on you actually turns you on. Maybe go deep into your childhood and try to explain why you need to revisit your parents' infidelity. I'm sure it would make for some good reading. Might even save you a trip to a psychologist. To sum up, you aren't bored. There are tons of activities to do. What you miss is your connection to your job, which provided you way more than just how to earn a living. It provided things to you like your place in society. It told you who you could bully. It gave you social interaction satisfaction. It left you on solid ground. You didn't have to question the proper place of people and goals in your life. But today you're left wondering if, if all the people you didn't care about or need are more important than you are. Maybe you're just a useless banker that doesn't do anything, but make pretend money for rich who don't need it. But the pandemic is pernicious in other ways than just wrangling the air out of its victims, leaving them gasping for air, alone, coughing and sputtering, their last spastic movements searching for comfort. It also provided the possibility to get rid of whole sections of people who you define as useless. Get rid of the poor, the sick, the needy. We will send the poor to the grocery store to work for us, and we will cut off their unemployment and raises. 
we won't worry about senior living facilities because they, they just gut our social security. And we won't provide treatment to the addicted or the places to live for the homeless. We'll just let them congregate out of necessity and then let nature take its course. Then, of course, you wish to steer is history. That course you wish to steer, I see, is history, one you've dreamed about for years. Ever since you came across that old World War II book in your grandfather's basement, it was supposed to explain to you the Dacronian autocrats who used genetics to wage a war against the weak and how they're cruel. But you really liked the idea. You fancy yourself a survivor. You fancy yourself one of the strong. There would not normally be much support for your idea among the inhabitants of a strong, middle-class society with respect for the law and who had social norms that defended the weak. But these aren't normal times. We live in times where the diseased attack the healthy just through their breath. 25% unemployment has hastened the arrival of a great mass of useless, lumpen Americans. The middle class has died. And who's left? The takers and the makers. The makers only need a small group of people to tend the gr to the grass or the nanny. The makers cry out, let the robots come. Let the poor die. Let the sick fall over on the street. I will leave my house through helicopter cars and I'll be whisked away from protests and the street crime by automated driving heuristics. I have no need for my fellow man. And when I do, I command that you go out to the farms and the dirty cities and leave your masks behind. Remember your freedom. Remember a billion Bangladeshi. Wish you were here. Wish they were you. Okay, folks, let's get ready for our second blog post reading. That one is going to be called Day 4 of the Quarantine Vacation, and Nothing Goes Wrong. It's from May 20th, 2020. Um, just before we do that, you may be hearing me mess up a few times um, and then trying to not re-record it. Uh, that's because I'm not too familiar with the software that I'm using yet here, and I haven't really played around with trying to edit things. I used to use an audio podcast uh, or an audio thing that I really understood and I could go in and edit and add things in the background but um, what I'm using is the Anchor FM software and it's actually pretty good and there's a lot of stuff you can do but I haven't really tried to figure it out to be honest yet um, I'm still I'm still taking this podcast thing one day at a time and um, you know hopefully you guys are, are sticking around and uh you know, I promise the content will get a little better, and and uh, the editing and audio and all that will be a lot better. Um, I remember, I, I don't know if I told you guys, I bought a $14 microphone, and, uh, oh, well, that's really crap. The The microphone's so bad that I'm just using the microphone on my phone. Uh, it's an LG, and LG has great audio, um, a great headset, a great uh, audio jack, and an amp, and all that kind of stuff in it, and it actually sounds like twice as good. Um, I tried using it, and then there's something not playing right with the uh, a uh, the uh, anchor and the microphone because the background music that I add to the podcast doesn't work when I use that microphone. So I'm not really sure what's going on there, but like I said, um, eventually I'm going to get a mixer and things like that. Uh, there's also a uh, very good chance that uh, the guy over at Nell Stuff on Anchor FM, that's N E L S T U F. S-T-U-F-F, -F, 
uh, one of my favorite podcasters out there. Uh, he and I might be doing a podcast together, so uh, maybe we'll have two or three podcasts. I don't know. But let's go to the second uh, read today. It's going to be, like I told you, day four of the quarantine vacation. Oh, and just another thing. Um, if you're enjoying the podcast, and I don't know who wouldn't, ha-ha, um, if you know somebody who might enjoy it, uh, spam them for me. Well, don't spam anybody, but, you know, give them a link or something. Um, you know, don't don't give it to people who might be offended or easily or that sort of thing, or who you don't think would be interested, you know. But if you do know someone, uh, it would be amazing if you subscribed, and it would be amazing if uh, you get somebody else to subscribe for me. All right, so let's go to that reading now. I know you guys have been waiting for it. If you think it's hard to write every single day when nothing happens to you and you base your podcast on your real-life experiences, well, then you'd be correct. So the thing is, you just sit down and start typing, and eventually something will come out. It probably won't win any Nobel Prizes, and it will leave your old fans wondering why they even come back here. They remember a time when the blog was funny and controversial, but as what as a dear friend of mine once said, the new you is grown up and world-weary. You aren't relying on sophomoric humor and easy racism. No, today you won't get jokes about stepsister necrophilia, though those jokes are still funny to me. No, today I feel a kind of responsibility that goes beyond just appealing to the kind of people like in shock. Have I gone soft? Maybe. Or maybe I'm just not funny anymore. Well, to answer that, I'll invite you over to my house and you can listen in to me and my roommate. When we get started together, well, ex-roommate, he's no longer. When we get started together, we seem to egg each other on until we get to a point that if somebody ever taped our conversations, well, we'd probably both get arrested and every single decent human being who likes us would hate us and they would disown us. And frankly, I couldn't be angry at any of them for doing it. In fact, if you ever heard the conversations I've had with this man from another person, or if I heard the conversations, that is, uh, from this man and me talking, I would instantly hate those two people, too. And that got me thinking. Maybe I'm not really being fair to the other people when I write something that could be taken the wrong way, or even the right way. Should I really make fun of the poor if I count myself as an advocate? You know, before I would say unequivocally, yes, but today I hesitate before I say some glib thing online. I've deleted a few comments or left them in draft form. Take Twitter. I used to love trolling, but I'm not so sure anymore. Am I maturing? Is that a good thing? Because frankly, some people need a good troll in their lives. Right, Karen? Though at this point, I've almost started feeling sorry for Karen. And there, I probably should probably apologize for the first video that I put out there, that or podcast with the uh, fat shaming. I did that. It was an old blog post that I put up there, and uh, it's kind of embarrassing that I left in. I just have to go in there and edit it or redo the whole thing, and that's a lot of work. So I don't know if I'm going to ever do it. But I did. I think I took it out of the blog. Okay, so let's go back to the uh, story here. Compassion is the thing more people need nowadays, and it seems like it's always something that's in short supply. Kind of like toilet paper in the apocalypse, am I right? Okay, sorry for that joke. 
So, so far I'd say my analysis is at least partially true. That's because I might just be a wimp, not wanting to put myself out there anymore, because trying is hard stuff. Talking about suicide ain't easy. Talking about how angry some of us are ain't easy. You want to get it right. You'd like to add to the conversation. You want to bring something someone else hasn't. I would, I mean, you do if you have any integrity at all. And I'd like to think that my writing has some. But if I don't, that's okay too. I never promised them that much here. Haven't you learned one thing by now? Don't put your faith in me. Don't, not here. Don't make that bet. You're going to lose it all if you believe in me. I know what you're thinking. Maybe you can prove us all wrong. But you and I learned that lesson a long time ago. They aren't wrong. We are. All right, folks. Well, today you have got an extra long podcast to get through. I've got a very special bonus edition. It's a special message to the baby boomer generation. Uh, I'm typing in all caps on the blog here. Uh, and this may be a little out of date because it talks about the the elections and stuff. But the main purpose of it, I think, is still pretty good. A special message to the baby boomer generation. So I type in all caps like you like. Please quit fucking with our democracy. Okay, baby boomers? Seriously. In the 1980s, everyone knew Donald John Trump was a con man. Everyone. He was a joke. Now this con man wants to ruin democracy. Just this little experiment we've been running over here for the last 240-so years. Okay, boomers. Remember how your parents survived the Depression and fought Nazis? They ended up calling themselves the greatest generation. Nice humble brag, right? And they never really let you guys forget it. You guys were huge disappointments to the GGE, greatest generation ever. With your damn pot-smoking, cult-joining, me-me-me, 60s hippies bullshit. And your parents weren't wrong, though they ain't right if you get my drift. So you guys are always out there trying to one-up the old man, trying to punch him in the jaw. But the old man still smokes two packs of cigs and drink whiskey instead of water. He had old man strength, and he could always knock you the fuck down. That must have sucked. But you guys have something up your sleeves. Malcolm? Dr. J? Or Dr. King? <laughs> Dr. J. <laughs> Civil rights mofo? 1964, baby? Hey, thanks for all that. Well, some of you at least. But, uh, the 70s? You guys passed laws making it easy to discriminate against families with kids. That's, that is when you weren't too busy snorting cocaine and humping anything that moved. Though, what a decade for film. 1980s? Creed is good. You guys love capitalism again. Honestly, didn't... Alright, I've lost my place here. I'll have to try to cut this at some point. Alright, so where were we? Uh, okay, greed is good, and you guys love capitalism again. Honestly, didn't see that one coming. Then somebody said, let's try mass incarceration. Shout out to Uncle Joe Biden, but he hardly started fuck. Or he hardly started fucking it. He hardly fucking started it. Christ almighty. Then we got a black president, and you guys patted yourselves on the back, even though most of you didn't vote for him. 
But something happened during that presidency. You guys started listening to a con man. A cheap, one-trick con, con artist who doesn't give a shit about you, or the middle class, or the uneducated. No, wait, he loves the uneducated. This con man doesn't give a shit about democracy. He's got you feeling some type, about a, some type of way about it, too. Ask yourselves if Trump legit lost the election. Would you still want him to concede? You wouldn't. Where the fuck did that thought come from? Hold up. Before you answer, I let you, I'll let you think about that one for a little bit. Straight up, though. Your man is a reality TV star who burned through his daddy's cash faster than a meth addict chasing his first high. He's never paid taxes, and most of his companies failed as soon as he got his tiny baby hands on them. But I don't give a shit about any of that. Now, y'all ain't gotta like that, or what's about to come next, but it's gotta be said, because y'all about to break this country, about to break this democracy, and I ain't having it. Let's get real, or as the kids say, we keeping it 100. Most of y'all boomer gang gonna die soon. You're getting old. How many, how many years have you got left? Five, ten, twenty? Well, we're gonna need this democracy for a hell of a bit longer than that. You were labeled as the most selfish generation ever, and that was for a reason. It's because you are. Y'all just like your president was born on third base and you thought you hit a homer. And now you want to take your toys and go home because you don't like the outcome. Well, screw that. You will stand right here wearing a mask and fix this. You don't get to bail in ten years with all your toys and leave me and your great-grandchildren to try to clean this mess up. You've got to tell him to stand down. He lost. He knows he did. Quit accepting and covering up for a man who refuses to play by the rules. Tell Trump the rules will finally apply to him. He's acting like just like all the authoritarians your parents fought against. Secretly, your generation wants the mean daddy to come back and punish you for all your misbehaving. You're going to have to forgive yourselves for not living up to their standards. You'll need to forgive yourselves for squandering all the potential you had. The baby boomer generation thought it had its test and passed it. You were wrong. Civil rights wasn't your test. This is your test. And you're failing badly. You're about to say goodbye to democracy, to the rule of law. You're going to make this country ungovernable. You might even think a little civil war could be a good thing. Baby boomer, you elected this guy. He's you. He's your fault. He's ready to say or do anything to stay in power. And it's your job to convince him he's wrong. Even after the election, he's still continuing to try. Look, I'm sorry you didn't get to be the GGE. I know you wanted to be the greatest generation, but frankly, you don't deserve it. But you can do this. You can stop the end of the American decline. You can return us to our roots to the ideals of this imperfectly crafted country. The lofty ideas that shine like a beacon, that welcome the world forward towards justice with the full knowledge that all of us are created equal. Justice demands this. A peaceful transfer of power is the minimum condition of every democracy. You have to see the danger here. Some of your grandchildren have only seen this toxic battleground that politics has become. Rise up.
show those grandchildren that there is honor in defeat and that you can love your political enemy and that you can sacrifice your selfish desires for the good of the country. Remember Al Gore? Make fun of him if you want, but he stepped aside for the good of the country. He was a patriot, and deep down, so are you. No matter how angry you've become over how things are going, Al Gore saw the danger in refusing a peaceful transfer of power, and now it's your turn. Your kids are in danger. Mom and Dad, we need you to be the grown-ups one last time. Signed, or fight this danger for us, because we can't. Signed, Generation X, the ones you forgot. Well, what are the odds you actually made it all the way down to this end of the uh, bonus coverage? If you did, congratulations to you. You are amazing. And what are the odds that I go back and fix all my flubs? Ooh, about zero to one, my friend. So if you if you bared through them, uh, I appreciate it. Maybe one day I'll learn how to fix all those flubs. Well, guys, thanks for checking out another podcast from me. Uh, I don't have any set schedule um, for this podcast. It's just going to come out when I feel like it, I guess. I'm never going to make any money on this. I'm not turning on any of the... Uh, ads or anything after that first episode, which I think was required. Um, so, so basically, you know, I'm just doing this for the fun of it, and I hope you guys enjoy it. If you do, you can leave a comment uh, through voicemail, and maybe I'll play it. Ooh, wouldn't that be exciting? Um, and you can always contact me over at the twitter.com slash R-O-M-I-U-S-T. And I hope you guys stay safe out there. We passed the 30-minute mark. That was what that whole thing was about. Um, So hopefully you enjoyed the longer version of the podcast. Let me know if you enjoy longer or the shorter versions, and I'll keep it to that. As always, I've been your host, Romeus T. Thanks so much for joining us. Stay safe, and uh, good night. Good luck, America.